So today we are going to be talking about leadership. So there are a number of different things that come to mind when I think of leadership. First thing that comes to mind is all the leaders that I had that I had great respect for that I worked my butt off for because I felt like I was respected. And then the leaders that I have no love for and still have no love for because they only cared about themselves. They didn't care about me. They didn't care about anybody else in my group. And it was impossible to feel happy going to work and having to work for that person, knowing that everything I did, they would eventually take credit for. And they, there was no appreciation there. So what do you think of Troy? Yeah, you know, it's so true. You have the ones that you respect it. It's almost like when you were growing up and going through school, the teachers that were normally the toughest on you, but had cared the most, you you respected them and their decision-making process. And you, and you honored that versus the ones that you knew that was just, it was all self-serving. And I, I know I had a, a, a deputy chief that I worked for that I thought she was one of the best ones I had ever worked for. She used to let people come in. She said, I have an open door policy. She said, but when you come into my, my room, my office, don't make it a, a crybaby session. If you come in with a problem, come in with a solution. It may not be the best, but at least it's a start. And that let me know that you're serious about what you're coming in here for. You're not just coming here to gripe and complain. And mm -hmm. I like that because it kept a lot of people out that didn't, that just wanted to stir problems, start up problems. Yeah, exactly. And I think about um, probably, well, I have to say one of the best leaders I ever worked for because I also worked for Derek. So I can't say that um, I only had one good leader because Derek was the leader of my team. Derek was my sergeant at one point. He was my lieutenant at one point, And he is an amazing leader. And my the supervisor who I had for the longest while I was there, um, she was a sergeant who was pretty much adored by everyone because she was that sergeant who always had her people's back, who always was all about what was best for the people who worked for her. She was the sergeant that you would go in and work your butt off for her because you knew that, yes, you're making her look good, but at the same time, she's going to be making you look good because she always doesn't just take the credit, but puts the credit where the credit is due, gives you credit for what you do, makes you feel good about what you do. Um, and, and it's not necessarily you get anything for doing it except appreciation. And I think some of the best leaders I've ever seen are the ones who appreciate their people and let them know that. So it's not enough just to feel that appreciation. You have to also you know, let people know that it's there. Otherwise you're not demonstrating that. And with the Black Swan Group, we're all, you know, it's all about demonstrating an understanding of what's happening with the other side. So if you know that it's good and you see all this positive stuff, but you never speak about it, the person doesn't know you feel that way. So your leadership is lacking. It's like using your intuition. You recognize everything, but you don't speak about it. It doesn't matter because the other side has no idea that that positive thing is happening. All they feel is that they're never getting, you know, recognized for anything. You know, that that's so true. And you think about it, even though they were the ones who could tell you the, the truth. They could tell you, hey, you know what? I don't, I don't agree with it. You know, mm -hmm. I think what you're saying is incorrect or you, you, you're taking the wrong position and you'll respect that because you know that they've given it some thought, that they, they're not just saying it self-serving, they're being very honest with you and they're they're helping you grow and you have more more respect for people like that 
Yeah. Well, and, and something key that you said there was they're helping you grow. Um, some of the worst leaders in the world are all about themselves. They're not, they're not in it to do anything for their people, to help their people grow. They're in it for themselves, for whatever they can get for it. If they're still interested in climbing up the ladder further, they step on you to get up the ladder instead of realizing that you as a worker under them can help them climb that ladder if they would just give you a little bit of respect because nothing shows the higher ups in any organization, what a good leader is when they have their people working their butts off for them. And they, and they show that they get a lot done and they have a lot, a lot of accomplishments based on what their people are doing. And they're giving their people credit for that. But that leader looks good because everything is going right in that section. So when everything is going right in that section, it means that the people in that section are doing their job. It's the, the leader that has absolutely no control because there's no respect there um, that looks bad to the upper echelon. But what happens with those leaders is they start to micromanage, they start to stick their noses in. Um, and what that demonstrates to the people under them is that there is a complete lack of faith that they can do their jobs. And so, you know, if, if you don't trust the people on your group to do the job, then you're, you're not going to get anywhere because they're going to fall down on the job because they say, hey, you don't trust me, fine. You want to do it yourself, do it yourself. And that's the attitude you're going to get. And that just makes you all of a sudden now a one-man band. You know, you're doing everything because your people are like, fine, no, we don't know how to do it. Fine, you just do it. You want to micromanage me? Just go ahead and do it. <laughs> and they get the mistaken feeling that that shows the upper echelon that they're capable of doing the job, but they're capable of doing the job that they're supposed to be supervising, not the job that they're actually doing, not the job of supervision. It's a completely different thing or managing, you know, they, they, and you talked about Derek and I always, I always tell him that, you know, that book he wrote, you know, Ego Authority, Authority Failure, Failure. Mm -hmm. is, I wish I would have had it when I was in a, in a, in a, in a management role in the private sector. It opened my eyes to so many different things that I hadn't thought about in the time of, of being a better listener to the people under you letting them have the freedom to 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 speak freely and say what they really think because you get you get more information we talk about it in the black swan group you know it's it's about gathering data gathering that, gathering that information and when you're in an upper level management position a lot of times the mindset is so different it's like i'm in charge you do what i say and they fail to realize that somebody may have the answer that's going to make their job easier but there's two things that come into play normally with them. One is that they don't want to feel like they that somebody's smarter than them, and two, they're worried about uh, looking looking less intelligent in front of the person or in front of people above them. So now they don't think they're going to be able to go further up the corporate ladder. And right. those two things will keep a, a a leader from becoming a good leader. Yeah. Um, well, we talk about how fear is the basis for a lot of decision-making and behavior. And when you have a leader who is afraid to make mistakes because it's going to make them look bad, they go one of two ways. They either make all the decisions themselves and they shove their decisions and what they want down the throats of the people who work for them, or they avoid making any decisions at all. Um, either, either way, when you're afraid of making a mistake, 
you either take control and micromanage everybody because you think you have to be in control of everything, or you just avoid making any decisions whatsoever, which leaves your pe people hanging out to dry. And, you know, when you don't have their back, they're not going to work hard for you. So, you know, it's, it can go one of two ways with that. But fear, fear of making a mistake and fear of your right, never getting promoted to the next level because of some, you know, perceived thing that they've done wrong or that the people under them have done wrong uh, stands in the way of good leadership all the time. And so I wanted to kind of look at this from another angle, too, is the person who's working for that boss, the person um who is dealing with a boss who never recognizes them for anything, who micromanages them all the time. How do you deal with that boss? So it's, it's one thing to be a leader and try to, you know, employ our, our skills to, to make your leadership more effective. It's another thing to be the person on the receiving end of horrible leadership. And so what can you do about that? Um, I think what people need to realize is, you use the skills the same way because what you're going to try and do is figure out why they're doing what they're doing. This is all about what Troy says with stay curious, stay curious about what position they're in, why they're doing what they're doing, why they're making the decisions that they're making. Most of the time it is one of the things we've already talked about fear of making a mistake, fear of looking bad to the people above them, feeling pressure from the people above them. Um, feeling as if they can't identify with the people that they supervise. So you know, you go in there with that knowledge, you have a conversation and you label those things. Um, seems like the, seems like the, the CEO is really coming down on you and let them vent about it a little bit. Um, you know, you, you label it. Basically you seek to figure out what's going on with them. That's making them do this behavior. And so instead of challenging them on it or calling them out or telling them, you know, to, to just ignoring them, go in there and attempt to have a conversation where you can tap into where their fear is and where that pressure is coming from.